Hey, good morning. Welcome to Church Online. I'm so glad that you decided to join in with us. Uh, Since we just went past one month under the current shutdown, I've been doing a lot of reading. And this last week, I was reading about a guy named James Stockdale. He's known for having survived a Vietnamese POW camp. Seven years he was there. And one of the things I read about is he said that there were people who would set goals for their release. Like, I hope I get home for Christmas. And Christmas would come and go. And they'd say, I hope I get home by Easter. And it would come and go. And Thanksgiving. And then it would be Christmas time again. And he said, eventually, the people who set goals for their release date, eventually what would happen is they'd lose confidence. The disappointment would just overwhelm them, overwhelm them, and they would lose all their confidence, and he said they almost never made it out. But the people who survived, he said, were the people who decided, I'm going to hang on to my confidence. I am getting out of this camp. No matter how long it takes, no matter what happens, I am going to survive. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, it tells us, do not throw away your confidence, because it will be greatly rewarded. God has started good works in you. He's up to good things. And he who started the work has guaranteed us that he's going to see it through to completion. So I'm glad you're here today. If you got a Bible handy or a device, you can flip over to Matthew chapter 13. Pastor Rick is going to lead us through the parable of the sower. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Pastor Kelly, for that welcome. Uh, We're just so glad you decided to join us on our online campus for church today. I want to just tell you that I have missed you all. I know we all have missed each other. I promise you I have not given up on life. This is just my quarantine haircut that I've got going on right now. So don't worry, we're doing well at the Sherman household. Um, But no matter where you're joining us from, I want to just say that we're praying for you and we hope that you're encouraged by these times that we are together Um, I was reflecting on Easter this past week, and I just, I love Pastor Kelly's message, Um, and there was something that I just couldn't move on from, and that was the idea that that Easter is such great evidence that God is indeed for you, and He's for me, and that um, that particular event celebrates the fact that God um, is on your side and that He's doing uh, amazing things. And so, so be encouraged, even during this difficult and discouraging time, that God is indeed for you, and that's incredible news. And so, I just wanted to I just wanted to share that with everyone. Uh, we we've got a lot to get into today. I know Pastor Kelly uh, gave you a heads. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 13, talking through the parable of the sower. So if you want to turn there now, maybe pull out your Bible app, you can do that. And we're going to dive right in. So it says this in verse 1 of chapter 13 of Matthew. It says, That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large, large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. Now, you know if Jesus is going to sit down, he's probably going to teach for a while, right? So, uh, while all the people stood on the shore, then he told them many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and he was scattering the seed. Some fell along the path, and the birds came up, and they ate it. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. 
Okay, so it says that Jesus used a parable. Let's talk just briefly about parables. He dives into this teaching um, through a parable, which is a teaching tool that he used often. And it's just a story that illustrates a principle that he's trying to drive home. This particular one, obviously, is about a farmer who went out to sow some seed, to plant seed. Um, And what happens to that seed, depending on the type of soil it lands upon. Now, I don't know about you, but I am not a farmer. And at that, I'm probably an only okay gardener. So I need some help understanding this parable. Thankfully, Jesus, at the request of his disciples, who also didn't understand, asked for an explanation, and he does that. And so we're going to jump down to verse 18 here in just one second so that we can see what it says, to see what Jesus' explanation is for this particular parable. But let me just walk you through what we know really, really quickly. Uh, The farmer sowing the seed in this particular uh, story is God planting seeds in the soil. The farmer represents God. And then the different types of soil represent the different types of people who receive it and, and their condition or their heart and the response that they get out of that uh, seed being planted. So let let me just say this as we begin to look at Jesus' explanation. Um, If you're watching this today, uh, you uh, have a seed being sown in your heart. God is sowing a seed in your heart. And for some of you, that uh, seed was sown very recently, maybe even this week or last week um, during our Easter message, you tuned in to Center Church Online to check that out, and God started sowing a seed. And for others, God's been sowing seeds in your heart for years. Um, and you will find yourself relating to some of these, if not all of these different types of soil, depending on the stage of life. So regardless of when that seed was sown, This parable is meant to encourage us, to point to the idea that regardless of whether you failed in the past or succeeded, that the seed God is sowing in you right now has a chance to have miraculous yield. So in verse 18, Jesus starts to explain what he meant in the parable of the sower. It says this, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, And does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. So we we see in this first type of soil that's the hard path um, that the seed never had a chance to root down um, and it was actually stolen by the enemy. And in the parable, it uses the example of a bird. It comes along and devours it. So the the, the bird is the enemy. Maybe you can relate to this type of soil. Maybe you feel that no matter how much you want God to do something in your life, uh, you just can't seem to, 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 to accept it. or you, It just never seems to take root in your life and do something that you want. The seed just quickly gets stolen by the enemy. Maybe you have a bird problem. Now, have you ever seen a building or any kind of structure that has a bird spike on it or a set of bird spikes on it? These spikes are designed to deter birds from landing on that structure. Um, And sometimes they work, um, but there may be a bird in your life, uh, like the one that's going to be in this video that you're going to see in just a second, that doesn't care about the spikes that you're putting out to try and deter it. Hey, check out this video really quick. 
So that, that was unbelievable. The way that the bird uh, just ripped the spikes off, uh, he did not care. Sometimes the enemy is like that, no matter how much uh, you wish to deter the enemy, um, really what you need to do is you need the, the enemy to be removed. It's not going to simply go away on its own. And so uh, I just want to I just want to help you with that. Um, if that's you and you're just going, man, the enemy keeps attacking me every time I feel like God's trying to root something in my life. Let me just let me just encourage you pray. Pray really quickly right now or after say God make my heart soft, fertile soil. Let let that seed root down deep in my life so that you can do something. I encourage you to do that each and every day this week. Jesus continues his explanation uh, in verse 20, and this is the rocky soil. So first we had the hard path, now we have the rocky soil. And it says this in verse 20, the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they do not have root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Now, one of the things that can happen in a person's life, and it's happened in mine, is that they have this initial surge of excitement and joy when God plants a seed in their heart. Um, but then difficult things challenge that excitement, and, and they're eventually um, the seed is just extinguished because it, it just has no chance of withstanding the scorching sun. There are a ton of examples uh, of everyday life of how this can happen, but I want to highlight one. Um, their current situation that we're in could really steal the seed that God's trying to sow in your life. The quarantine, the isolation, the fear, it could stop your seed from growing and, 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 and squelch whatever God's trying to do in your life through that seed. Now, let me just say this. Uh, get creative with that seed. The thing that God's sown, sown into your heart, the thing that he's working on in your life, uh, don't let that thing die. Instead, get creative. Maybe he wants you to be bold. Find a way to be bold. Maybe he wants you to change something. Get creative and find a way to change something. But regardless, don't let the enemy, don't let the rocky soil, the shallow root, um, destroy what God's doing um, through that seed that he's sowing. In Philippians 1.6, it says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. So maybe in the past that seed that God's planted was dried up because of some trouble that you faced or, or something that gets in the way. But guess what? That doesn't have to be the case anymore. The work God began in you will carry on. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to sustain you through this difficult season regardless of the troubles or persecution that come your way. All right, the third type of soil that Jesus mentions is in verse 22, and it's the seed that falls among the thorns and the weeds. In 22, it says, the seed falling among the thorn refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. If a trouble and persecuted life is not your reality, you're not out of the weeds yet. See what I did there? If you garden at all or just have any type of lawn care, there's nothing more annoying than what? Weeds. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's an eyesore. They're an eyesore. Not only that, but they steal the nutrients away from the things that you're actually trying to grow in your lawn or in your garden. Now, I know Jesus told this part of the parable just for me because I cannot stand weeds and especially thorny weeds. They make me angry when they get into my life and they steal my attention away from the beautiful grass and the beautiful flowers and the beautiful trees that are all around them um, that God is growing. And in the same way, it says that the deceitfulness of wealth and that the worries of life steal away your attention and they steal away the nutrients from that seed that God is trying to grow. Now, this is not suggesting that uh, you can just not worry about certain things or that rather that you won't have certain things to worry about. Um, you may even have significant things right now that you need um, to consider, but the thing that it's warning against is actually the value of worry itself. It's not saying those difficult things are going away. It's just saying, why worry about them? Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount, that nothing can be added to your life by worrying. That worry will not fix the problem. It will not heal the relationship. It will not provide what you need to accomplish that difficult task. Instead, Jesus teaches that we should seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the rest will be given to us as needed. So if that's you, if things um, like the deceitfulness of wealth and the worries of life keep stealing away the nutrients that God's trying to use to, to raise up that seed in your life, um, then pray this week that, that God would, would help you get rid of that worry, that he would not have you focus on the, the wealth and the pursuit of those things. So finally, as we wrap up, we get to this encouraging part of the explanation in verse 23. It says, when the seed falls on good soil, in 23, but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. When the seed that God sows falls on good soil, not only does it yield a crop, it has a yield of 30, 60, or 100 times the seed sown. And if you're thinking, man, Pastor Rick, that sounds like a lot, that's because yes, that's a lot. That would actually be a miraculous yield for any seed. And so what God plants in you has the capacity to yield miraculous amounts of fruit. Okay, now if that's the case, you're probably wondering, well, what does that fruit look like and why do I want that? How does having 100 times the fruit I already have help me? I mean, fruit has a lot of sugar. I don't really need those carbs, do I, Pastor Rick? Okay, that's not the type of fruit that Jesus is talking about. The type of fruit looks like this. It looks like love. It looks like joy. It looks like peace. It looks like forgiveness. It looks like kindness. It looks like goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Yes, that is good fruit. I want as much of that as I can get, and you should too. Now, um, we have some beautiful gardens here in Spokane uh, where we live, and one of those well-known gardens is actually the Duncan Gardens. I actually brought a picture of it. That, that right there is a beautiful garden. It's called the Duncan Gardens. Um, your life uh, could be 100 times this. Right? This is just a glimpse of what happens when a seed takes root and something comes up out of it. You see the beauty there? God says you have 30, 60 times that beauty going on in your life. That's what happens when God plants a seed and it falls on good soil. So I want to encourage you with this as I wrap up. Because like I said in the beginning, 
this parable is meant to encourage us. Um, Maybe right now, you're like, that sounds really good, and I want that to be the case, but the seed that God's sowing in my life is falling on one of those other types of soil, the less optimal soil. And, and that's okay. Um, I can say that because of scriptures like the one I'm going to read you in just a second. It's okay if it's not falling on the, on the perfect soil that's going to yield 30 and 60 times, because someday I believe it will if it's not today. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, that, um, that he, he's basically pleading with God to take away the difficult situations in his life. Um, there's a particular one that it refers to as a thorn in his side, and this is what it says. In 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, it says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Today, be encouraged by this. His grace, Jesus' grace, is sufficient for you. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for this lesson. Thank you for this story, this parable that teaches us that you are indeed sowing seed into our life. And when that seed falls on good soil, it has incredible yield of amazing fruit, fruit that changes the world. But God, some of us are in a spot where it's not falling on that perfect soil. And guess what? Your grace is still sufficient for us. So God, I pray that you would be planting and sowing that seed in our life regardless, and that we would learn to till the soil, that we would lean into what you're doing through that seed and in our lives and through our lives to change this world. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.